Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today, we're going to talk about something that you probably didn't think about, which is how what's going on in your mouth and your gut microbiome are really, really connected. You've been hearing me talk for 10 years about how to fix your gut bacteria so you can lose 100 pounds the way I did, so your immune system and your brain will work better. But we never really think that your gut starts in your mouth. And I've got an expert today, a registered nurse, a BSN, MSN, and CRNA. Trina, what the heck are those? Uh, registered nurse is a diploma. I, I originally was a diploma nurse, went back and got my mass or my bachelor's degree in nursing, and then got my master's degree in anesthesia. Awesome. Uh, so I should have actually uh, Googled what all those things are. You've been on the show before, though, and you're my resident expert in making my mouth and my teeth look great. See, they're so good. Uh, and you convinced me that my long-term use of peroxide was something I should curb back, although I still like a little bit every now and then just for like getting rid of some of the stuff I don't want growing in my mouth. Uh, but using your remineralization um, dirty mouth tooth powder has really made a difference and you taught me a lot about stuff. So I want to have you back on to talk about uh, what you're doing, the latest stuff from Primal Life Organics and you've got a toothbrush and LED things that make your gums healthier and all kinds of cool stuff. So let's talk about saliva and spit. Sound like fun? I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. I love your audience. You guys are ready to create change and you're dedicated to health. And after being at the biohacking conference, again, it was so amazing to interact one-on-one -one -one with everyone. Saliva is really important. I also want to touch on, when I re-listened to our podcast uh, from about a year ago, the one thing that we didn't elaborate on that I think we really need to is gum recession, receding gums. And can you regrow gums? Because I get a lot of questions about that especially from the demographic of 30, 40 and beyond. And there's a lot of good information out there about uh, gum disease, but what about your gum tissue once it starts to recede? What can we do about that? So gum secession is like what Florida is about to do? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Wait, did I say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, wrong topic. Uh, oh my goodness. We can go that direction. But... No, no. We were talking about our mouths. Uh, it turns out the receding gums are a major issue and not always if you're over 30. Uh, in my twenties, I used to go to the dentist four times a year because I had so much plaque and my gums were really messed up. And it turns out well, eating stupid amounts of kale and raw spinach and having oxalic acid issues and toxic mold, which makes all that worse, uh, will cause you to do weird stuff in your mouth with with plaque. So getting my gums fixed was was really important. And there's genetic reasons. And there's a lot of people who even have surgery to put their gums back. And so there's the bacterial stuff and the inflammatory and autoimmune stuff that I was dealing with. And then there's other causes that happen over time. And I want to be super clear. So you were on maybe around episode 300. We talked about skin. And then about a year ago, we talked about achieve orgasm with the dirty mouth, which is, by the way, the maybe second best title <laughs> for a podcast ever. Uh, and so I, I just I like to come back with you and talk about these different topics um, and specifically gums. Uh, is worth its own episode because it's it was a problem in my life. And I think it 
precedes a huge number of other problems that we're only really learning about now. Why are you into gums at this point? A lot of reasons because gingivitis can can be developing in your gum tissue long before you're aware of it. So by the time the dentist tells you that your gums are being pulling away from your, your tooth, before they even notice that is an issue and tell you that it's a problem, it could have been going on for a couple of years. Here's the key. It's 100% preventable. And if you search that, even on the ADA, gum disease and and cavities are 100% preventable. They're also treatable. But a lot of times we get to the point where it's so bad that the only treatments we know that are available are what the dentist can do in the office. And then that increases uh, your cost and your pain level because you've gotten so far that they haven't been treated and they're just getting worse and worse and worse. So saliva is an inter- place that we, were, we started talking about saliva or you wanted to talk about that, which is great because saliva is the secretion no one's talking about. And it's one of, if not the most important secretion in your body because it does so many things, including, uh, we ta- touched on this last time, nitric oxide production. And nitric oxide production, if you have an imbalance in the microbiome inside your mouth and inside your gut, so this is how they're really interconnected, if there's an an imbalance between either one of those, nitric oxide declines and you can't, uh, your body can't produce nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a vasodilator. It's related to internal health. It's anti-inflammatory. It creates better sleep better brain function, so many things created when you have a good supply of nitric oxide. If your oral health is not um, up to par and then the microbiome, if your saliva is not being produced the way it should, you're dehydrated, uh, some medications or supplements can lower your saliva production, and your gut isn't healthy with the right microbiome, that could actually lead to cardiovascular disease as well as Alzheimer's been linked. There's actually studies that show a decrease in nitric oxide is also related to or can impede um, neurological degeneration, which is Alzheimer's and other things as well. Here's what I'm absolutely certain of from looking at the studies, Trina. Alzheimer's disease is not caused by bad bacteria in your mouth, but it is almost certainly made worse and may be sparked by bad bacteria in your mouth. There's such a strong relationship there uh, that when you look at the end of Alzheimer's, uh, the the book and the interview I did with Dale Bredesen uh, and, and a guy I very greatly respect, we, we do know that there's an autoimmune component. And the fact that it starts up here is, uh, is something that no one really thinks about. We're so focused on our poop that we forgot our saliva. I also know from years ago, uh, and I don't think I mentioned this last time, but if I did, forgive me for repeating myself, I used to make my own mouthwash because I'm like, I don't want like fluoride and scope and weird stuff they put in those. This is, man, where did I live back then? This would have been in like the late 90s. So I'm like, all right, I'll use vodka, no problem. So I would take vodka and some water and some xylitol and mint extract or whatever, and I'd swish with that stuff. 
Uh, I wouldn't do it before I would go driving because, you know, you might have the wrong breath. But I would get the driest eyes ever because it would trigger that. And this is actually a documented thing. And then there actually is a difference with um, erectile function if you do that every single night because of the nitric oxide thing. So who would have thought that sterilizing your mouth, uh, at least with those compounds, would have that effect? And so you're explaining some of the science at the time. Like, maybe I don't like dry eyes, and I didn't know it was related uh, to erectile stuff. So um, there you go. Yes, it's it's related. Your your microbiome, nitric oxide, is all related to a lot of system, including uh, in, infertility in both men and women. It's been uh, proven that it causes preterm labor, and it's been linked with all inflammatory diseases, whether, like you said, whether it's the root cause of it or a contributor because of other factors, but it causes the liver, when you have the wrong bacteria inside the mouth, um, there's a lot of things that come into play and it causes the liver to reduce or release or produce C-reactive proteins. And the C-reactive proteins or um, CRP is an indicator of an inflammatory process that's going on. And if you have other things happening, your dental health can definitely make things worse, be the cause. No one really knows. But what we do know is that if you have good oral health, there's a good possibility that you will keep everything else either stable or healthy. If you're a longtime listener, if you've read one of my books, if you're in the Upgrade Collective, by the way, hello, Upgrade Collective live studio audience. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, I've been saying, look, there are three lab tests that you absolutely need to do. And there's many others I recommend, like vitamin D is a good one, but that's surprisingly not one of the three because you should just take your vitamin D and it's better to tune the amount you you take there. What I'm talking about, though, is inflammatory markers. If your diet's working, you go on the Bulletproof diet, and you're worried, oh, no, maybe there's cholesterol or the same stuff humans have been eating forever that makes our hormones. Maybe it's bad. Uh, Or anything else, you look at homocysteine, C-reactive protein, which you just mentioned, and then the LPPLA2, which is a sign of vascular health. So if you have inflammation of the arteries, you would know it. If you have inflammation anywhere, you would know it. What we don't know is what percentage of, of inflammation is, or even what percentage of CRP is coming from oral health versus, you know, I have some kind of thing in my gut, I have, uh, you know, an injury in my body or you know, something growing somewhere. Do you know, like what, if you had to guess even, how much of that inflammatory marker is coming from our mouths? I don't know if there's any way of measuring that, to be honest with you, because I, I don't know that there's any difference between what's being produced from inflammatory process inside versus inside your mouth. Um, I know, and what's really interesting when we were talking about nitric oxide, fluoride, you know, I don't like to talk a lot about fluoride because there's a lot that's out there, but I just came across a study um, that really blew my mind as far as fluoride and nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is so beneficial in the mouth um, and fluoride has really no place inside the mouth as far as I'm concerned. But in the presence of fluoride, 
nitric oxide will react with fluoride to create fluorine, chlorine, and bromine to form nitros nitrosyl halides that are toxic or harmful. I thought that was really interesting. Had you heard of that before? Uh, I have heard of it. And there's there's so much bad stuff that happens uh, anytime, <laughs> anytime you have nitric oxide, it's kind of the hero, the way you're talking about it, the way most um, health influencers and frankly, doctors talk about it. They'll basically say nitric oxide, healthy arteries, sex, kind of nailed it, right? Right. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are three kinds of nitric oxide, and then you you like you can sort out sort of how functional is your functional medicine practitioner, and then you say, okay, there's the inducible nitric oxide, which is something you can turn on or off. Which surprisingly, that's the bad one <laughs> because of the pathway you just described. It turns it turns that on, and you don't want nitrosamines floating around, and you don't want uh, peroxynitrite in, in particular. Uh, and if you take uh, hydrogen gas, uh, for instance, that can help to stop that type of, of pernicious nitric oxide. But the two good kinds, the kind that you're hacking by fixing your mouth with the stuff that you're making and the stuff you're talking about, um, there's endothelia or, or ENOS nitric oxide. That's the stuff for hard-ons and, uh, well, whatever the female equivalent of hard-ons are. I, all the words <laughs> I know for them aren't that polite. And wet-ons? Clitoral. Is that a, um, it's, well, it, it's, it's engorgement is actually, but you need blood flow for things to be the way they're <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what one of the upgrade collective guys said, but it's hilarious. Um, the female equivalent of a kickstand in the morning. Uh, so uh, anyhow, we both, both uh, sexes need enough of that for things to work down there. And how's that for sounding like I'm 5,000 years old? The, the issue, though, is there's also NNOS or neural NOS. And that's something that you need as well for brain function. So it's funny that they say, oh, just randomly throw it up, take some beetroot. Well, it turns out beet will raise inducible way more than the other. So nitric oxide also is dependent on your NOS1, NOS2, and NOS3 genes. So it's super wacky when you get into it. But what I do know is that no matter what genetic expression you have, if you trash your oral microbiome the way that I did, it's going to have a negative effect on the good NOSes. And I don't think it's going to have any beneficial effect on lowering the bad NOS. I also know that taking supplements designed to raise NOS probably won't work either at all or as well if your oral bacteria aren't there. So that's not optional if you want to be a good biohacker. Right. And you don't want to waste money because those supplements aren't aren't cheap either. We're going to talk about something else that raises nitric oxide that is not a bacteria that you can put it in your mouth. Okay. Tell me. Do you know what it is? You no. know what it is. I probably do. It's it's red. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everyone's waiting with bated breath on our audience here. Is it red licorice? It's not red licorice. It's not red licorice. Hold on. Can I do the like the visual? Hold on, hold on. Sure. Hold on. Oh, wow. We've got a visual. Of course, if you're listening in your car. Hold on. There we go. Wait. Wait for oh, it. Oh, I hear a beep. It. it might be red light. So Primal Life Organics, your company, makes a, I've called a bite guard. I don't know exactly a what you guys call piece. it. A mouthpiece. A mouthpiece. There you go. You, you stick it in. It's not really a guard, which you leave in for a long time. 
Um, you stick it in your mouth and it uses red light to treat the teeth and gums. What does red light do for nitric oxide? Well, it will, it, first of all, red light therapy is going to help um, with the condition of your gums. It's going to improve the overall environment inside your, your mouth. It's going to help with the right environment to grow the right bacteria. That in, long, in the long term is going to help with nitric oxide production. And then it's also going to help with your, um, your saliva is going to be able to function even better as um, we know that saliva plays a big role in nitric oxide production, um, the breakdown of, or digestion, which starts inside the mouth and contains the enzymes, also contains the minerals for your teeth. Uh, and it's also alkaline to some degree. It's actually neutral. Um, but it's supposed to neutralize acids inside your mouth. So red light therapy actually penetrates your gum tissue and will increase blood flow and reduce inflammation of the gum tissue. It, it also speeds collagen synthesis, which they're made out of, and it increases nitric oxide, uh, which is really cool. And if, if you do particularly the super high powered, um, uh, we have a new clinical grade, um, like, uh, something you put on your head or on a specific part of the body from true light, um, you do that, you can actually measure differences in nitric oxide. And if you take a smaller LED device uh, and you put it on your gums, I, I, you'll probably on a, on a saliva test, I would bet you'd be able to do it. But if you guys don't believe me, take one of the panels that we make, put it over your reproductive area and see what the difference is even the next morning. You can locally increase nitric oxide. It, it's very easy if you're a guy and you know, you're like, wow, that was a, a powerful morning. Uh, well, this is the effect of local red light on an area. And local red light on your gums isn't going to give you a, a gum on, but it has that same local strong effect. And um, I really notice a difference. And if I, I don't have bleeding gums anymore, but for much of my life, it was just, oh, they always bleed. Uh, and this though, they're tighter for lack of a better word. So it, it's a noticeable effect, I think on multiple pathways. Did you say gum on? Isn't that a word? <laughs> I think that's going to be the title for this. <laughs> Pamela made that up. She's the one who told me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Your junctions of your cells or the tissue junctions, the cell junctions in your gum tissue I, I like props. So I have, I have a bunch of props that you guys can't see down here. So this is like really pretty beautiful, healthy gums. It's like a coral pink. The more red that it gets, the more it's going to start to pull away and recede. And that's when you have some, what I call leaky gum syndrome. It's when you don't have a gum on, it's when you have a gum off. And this is when the gum comes off the, um, the root of the tooth. You start to get exposure here. What we're talking about with red light therapy, what's really cool that we haven't mentioned, which I'm, I'm sure everyone sort of understands this with the skin, is that it doesn't just affect the outer layer. It actually penetrates into the tissue. So where there's damage, it goes deeper than what you see. And depending on the thickness of your gums, the inflammation, it, it can actually penetrate into the pockets of the gum tissue, possibly even towards the bone. And your bone needs collagen production. It also um, is really important in keeping your teeth stable. Peritonitis, which is, um, or periodontitis, which is um, the next step of gingivitis. When you have gingivitis and you don't take care of it, it leads to the inflammation deeper, which basically shows 
that um, the bone is affected. You, you can see on this side where the bone is very high, it's supporting the, the root of the tooth. But as the, the disease progresses, there's less and less security of that tooth because the bone keeps destructing. So the cool thing about red light, not just is it going to increase the blood flow and the nitric oxide, but it's also going to penetrate deeper into the pockets of the gums, but even possibly between the teeth where it might be becoming, um, there might be becoming space between there, or even if there's not space, because red light can penetrate, it could penetrate into those spaces that you can't really get to. Um, Flossing does a great job, but it doesn't get deeper into the, the tissue. Um, it's, it's one of those things where my, I mean, I tell my kids, look, you know, brush your teeth already. And they say, I don't want to, Oh, I forgot to floss all that kind of stuff. Um, I never, I mean, I, I always had adequate, you know, brush your teeth at least twice a day and all that sort of stuff. I can't say that I flossed every day, but no one ever told me why, like all, all the, the downstream things and all I really care about teaching people on the show um, is what are the highest return on investment things you can do that keep you from being as trashed as I was as a young person uh, or keep you from being as trashed as most of us get to be uh, as we age. And I absolutely underestimated uh, the importance of the very beginning of the digestive tract. And it's like, oh, if it tastes good, you can do it. And uh, maybe that's not quite how, it's, how it ought to be. Uh, so now you're recommending that we add red light to our mouth um, with uh, the mouthpiece that you guys make. And I, I think there is great, there's great science to support why that should work. I've seen that it works uh, when I use it. How often though do people need to use this? Does it change as you age? Do you like, like what's the minimum effective dose of it? With red light, you can't really overdo it to, uh, uh, you know, it's not going to damage, cause any damage. It's not going to, cause any breakdown. I usually on an average, we, with the red light, now we didn't talk about blue light yet, but there is a setting on here that you could do both red and blue light. And when you're doing both red and blue light together, and we can talk a little bit about what blue light does, but we recommend uh, it's a 15 minute treatment, which is what this is set for. So you would do a 15 minute treatment. When you first start the program, we want you to do it five days a week for four weeks, mainly because you want to get that base. You want to reset the microbiome. You want to change the environment. You want to increase the blood flow. You want to detox the tissues and get those those nutrients as well as those minerals to, it's not just the gums, but the teeth. You want that whole environment. We're also talking about your palate, your, your hard palate, your soft palate. That's all going to be affected as well your tongue, the light doesn't just stop at your gum tissue. All of the soft tissues in the front and around your mouth are also going to be affected. Your mouth is extremely dirty. It's, a, it's exposed to everything, including pollution, the air that we breathe, everything. So your mouth tissues are really, really dirty. And the benefit of using the device with, we, you know, the, the gel that we created is a peroxide free. It's got clay in it. The reason I put clay in there is because clay binds, it's an ionic bind, bond to toxins. And when it creates that bond, it pulls that toxin out and then you spit it out. It doesn't allow it to go back in. It's such a strong bond. So using clay with the light is going to 
deep cleanse the tissues of your mouth and allow healing to happen faster and allow the red light to work better, deeper. So it's about 15 minute treatment for the first month for five days a week. And then after that, it's really up to the person that's using it. We, I recommend at least one treatment a week possibly two, depending on where you are and what you're doing. You can use the red light alone and a five minute treatment. If you're just doing red light and you want to do it as a bonus, or once you're done with the first month, you can throw the red light in for five minutes and get great benefit because a a red light five minute treatment is really good. I do recommend using an oil when you do this. And I recommend um, with Primal Life Organics, I made a, a gum serum which is an olive oil base with some essential oils. And the reason I recommend that is because while you've got increased blood flow with the red light, you've got some nutrients that the olive oil is going to be soothing. And then you also have the essential oils that are going to help with the cleansing of the gum tissue, as well as the reducing of inflammation and um, increasing blood flow as well. So you would brush your teeth using the clay that you guys make, and it's got other stuff in it as well. Um, and that I really did notice a, a substantial difference. Uh, so you're doing that. And then sometimes when you have five minutes and you're doing your hair or whatever, um, you put in, you put on the gum serum, then you put in the, the light set on red and tell me what the blue light does again. I mean, blue light can have topical effects. We know for sure. And what is it doing? that's different. I was going to try and shut it off and turn it to blue while I'm doing that. Yeah. So blue light, there it goes. This is the blue light. So this is all blue. And then there's also a setting. I'll switch it. This is the blue and red. It, it comes Which up. Which you pretty much always use both together, I think. Well, most people do, but it just depends. So on average, most people will do both together. If you have receding gums or really have some gum issues, um, infection, inflammation, if you're someone that gets sores in your gums, if you're on chemotherapy or cancer treatments or any medications that cause your gums to be uh, compromised, the red light is actually a bonus just to do it red light only for five minutes when you have a second. And really you can do it when you're checking your email. You can do it when you're making dinner, when you're driving. I've done it when I was grocery shopping. I've done it in the airport. It's really beneficial. The blue light is the same idea, in fact, is is that it will penetrate into the tissue. So the blue light is also not just going to be the surface. When we talk about bacteria, most bacteria are that are bad have um, the they call it the heme. It's like the the red, and that's why bad bacteria looks dark on your on the surface of your tissues or your teeth. It has a heme or porphyrin type of molecule. They, the studies have showed that the blue light kills them, kills that. And, but the good bacteria doesn't have that. So while this is going to affect your good bacteria, the blue light, it will not affect the bad bacteria because of that. Secondly, because it can penetrate, again, into those pockets where you can't really get with a toothbrush, it can penetrate through the gum tissue and possibly kill the bacteria that's harboring underneath there. When we talk about plaque, plaque is a biofilm. So what it does is it creates, the bacteria creates this acid, which creates this film, this sticky film. It's not, it's sticky and then gets hard, which they, if it gets hard, they have to chip it away. What it does is it creates this film that protects the bacteria, which can then harbor. 
what happens inside your mouth doesn't stay in your mouth. Your mouth is not vagus. So it will actually harbor underneath and then create this inflammation of the gum tissue, those pockets, then open up those junctions. You've got the inflammatory markers coming up. And now you've got the ability of things that shouldn't pass through your gum tissue to pass through your gums and either infect your, your, you know, get into your bloodstream or affect your bone tissue. So a lot of people might have, have heard about using ultraviolet light to sterilize things, which we're not doing. And frankly, it would probably not be a bad thing for five or 10 seconds, but uh, certain regulatory bodies would say, you can't do that. So the science there is effectively censored and shut down, even though um, it might be good for you. Uh, so blue light, though, it doesn't penetrate very far, um, but it does have an effect. And if you're saying, what? I didn't know that the color of light other than just direct sunlight had an effect on bacteria. It actually has a profound effect on bacteria, on bacteria, especially dark bacteria, but on bacteria. Uh, and it also has an effect on places you wouldn't expect. Like if you take out 10 nanometers of sunlight using a, an optical filter, aphids won't grow. And so sometimes just very small changes in light affect small biology in ways that don't, well, I guess they do make sense, but it, it's very surprising. So you're like, all right, you have major problems in your mouth. Use, you know, brush your teeth with the right stuff. Don't use fluoride and all that stuff. Use light to stimulate healing and the microbiome changes in addition to the tissue itself. Okay. That's cool. Most people don't know anything about that. Um, talk to me more about regrowing gum tissue. So let's talk about the main reasons that gums start to recede to begin with. So bacteria, we've talked about a little bit. Bacteria is probably one of the biggest reasons. And bacteria is based off of diet. Um, the, the bad bacteria likes to feed off of acids. A lot of the foods that we drink are acidic by nature. What's interesting is a lot of dental products that are mainstream, but also natural are formulated and they're not alkaline. They're also acidic. So that if you're brushing with the wrong stuff or using mouthwashes that contain alcohol, triclosan, those type of things, they can also create an acidic environment where the bad bacteria grows as well. Some of those ingredients, including um, higher doses of peroxide, I know we talked about that a little bit, but those can be caustic or if you don't, it can be harsh on the gum tissue as well. Brushing too hard, we don't think about it, but it, it's common sense, but we still do it because you feel like you need to scrub to get your, your teeth clean and your gums. But a lot of people just brush way too hard. It's really a soft motion. The softer you brush, the more you actually stimulate detoxification and increasing blood flow. It's like a massage. Sometimes when you massage too hard, you create inflammation, you create more problems. And the softer that you massage, like lymphatic massages, if you've ever had them, are extremely, there's no depth to them. It's very light touch. So if we get out of the habit of brushing too hard, you can affect your gums, that you can actually stop the reason. I always tell people when they say, can't, you know, some people tell me you can't reverse um, the recession. And I always have, it's always a two part. You're absolutely right. And you're absolutely wrong. You're 100% right. And you're 100% wrong. The reason you're 100% right that you can't stop recession is if you don't make any changes to what's causing it. If you don't stop the root cause of what's causing your recess, 
gums, you will never stop the process and they will just continue. But if you make a couple changes and you don't necessarily have to do a lot of additional stuff, I know we talked about the red light, that's probably an additional step. But if you make changes in the products that you're using by allowing the good microbiome to go, stop using the harsher ingredients, you can definitely affect the changes of your gums. You can stop the process. You can stop brushing so hard and then you can regrow the gum tissue. Gums are made of, of epithelial cells. And the epithelial cells are like the, the same type of tissue on your, your skin. So you can regrow gums. I've actually had customers that had gums that were like four and five on the scale come back and email me and say, my gums are now a two, three. So it is possible. You just have to stop what's causing it and make some changes. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Now, I want to know how... How quickly is someone going to see changes in their gums? Because we can talk about all these magic things. You get um, Alzheimer's disease, you know, 20 years later. Okay, you're going to miss that signal. But if if someone does the stuff that you're talking about and they've had problems with receding gums, is this a one month, six months, 12 months? You know what? I can't give you a real good defined, hey, within a month, you're going to see changes. you, You will probably notice changes very quickly. It depends on everything that you're doing. You know, if you make this change, if you stop using mouthwash, you start using the good stuff and oil base, the, the tooth powder, the clay base, the alkaline. Um, I have some tips for, you know, eating, what to, what to do to help your mouth as far as your, um, your meals go. The red light will definitely help. Most people notice that if there's inflammation, if they have mouth sores, if there's bleeding, that decreases pretty quickly. Um, if they're doing my program, that decreases pretty quickly. Like with two or three days, you should see less bleeding Very if you're doing cool. stuff yes. right. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, when I do red light and when I do the light therapy, my mouth feels different. You can feel the heat, not just from a little bit from the lights themselves. They just put off a slight amount of heat. But really in your gums, you can feel that increase in blood flow. So... Most people, when they're, te- you know, when I, when I hear from customers, cause I don't hear from everybody, but their dental checkups get better and better. So whatever that time frame is, if it's a six month checkup, it's been six months that they're reporting that they're getting better and better. So that might mean that your gums stop bleeding very quickly, reduce inflammation, you know, two, three months. And by your six month checkup, you're getting growth back. But because of our diet, having, you know, even if you're eating clean and healthy, you're still drinking coffee, right? We're still drinking wine. We still eat red meat. Those are all acidic by nature. We still sometimes uh, divulge in some type of sugar, you know, dessert, that type of stuff. There are some things you will never not do 100%. So because of the environment of the mouth and, and the things that we throw in it, there are acids and that can just hold things. But if you're healthy and you're doing the right things, it won't, backtrack it. You can stay on track and you can slide off, you know, your normal for one or two, you know, times, you know, in a row and you can still bounce back is what I'm saying. You won't get that. Oh my gosh. Now my gums are bleeding because I had a, you know, a dessert. I have found that swollen gums and even bleeding gums are one of the best leading indicators other than just how you feel in the morning and maybe stiff joints in the morning to see how you did. So if I do something I shouldn't have done nutritionally or I'm exposed to some kind of uh, toxic environment that my body really doesn't like, like you go to floss and like, well, that's weird. 
<laughs> and there you go. It, it's very predictable. So if you're listening to this going, oh, yeah, sometimes I have, sometimes I don't. It's not random. It's actually a very strong and clear warning sign that something made your immune system or your inflammatory environment wrong. All right. I got to ask you this. Um, is kissing lots of people going to give you better or worse mouth bacteria? What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free, for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I love that question because I was actually talking to a dentist and I actually did a post um, about is gum disease or gingivitis contagious? The short answer is yes, 100% contagious. There was a dentist I was talking with and she said that she had a client who got was go going through a divorce and she'd, she'd known this client for years. So she knew her history with oral health, always very clean, never had plaque, great gum tissue, shows up one day and her gums are a mess. They're bleeding, they're inflamed. She now has a cavity that has, trying to figure out what happened, what changed. When she found out she's going through a divorce, she said, is there anybody new in your life? And the woman said, oh yes, I just started seeing a gentleman. She said, what's his dental health like? She goes, oh, his teeth are bad. He's just got really bad teeth. She was catching the bad bacteria from him through kissing, and she ended up with worse dental health. So there you go. You should have uh, good teeth so that you can have people kiss you. Well, you also need to make sure that you got to share your dental products with your family and whoever you're kissing. That's the thing. You got to give them, give them a present <laughs> at Christmas. <laughs> this is going to be a little bit gross, uh, and uh, some of my friends who like to kiss a lot of people may not like this, but uh, we know the impact of uh, fecal transplants, right? That's the other end of the same tube. Right. So you should kiss healthy people. In fact, you should aim to kiss people healthier than you, so they might give you some of their goodness. Is this not good health advice? Uh, this is what no one's talking about. That's why I love you, Dave. I mean, for real. Th this right. just makes sense. It so, totally makes sense, right? In addition to asking them for all of their private medical records before they can come into your restaurant and lick a fork that someone else might lick, you also should ask them for all of their dental records for their own safety because that's how the world works now. Ask them to stick out their tongue and if they if they scrape their tongue, if someone scrapes their tongue, they probably are doing some pretty good dental health. Okay, can we talk about tongue scraping? You keep sending me these freaking tongue scrapers and they're stupid and I hate them. Convince me that I should scrape my tongue. Why don't you want to scrape your tongue? It, well, it's annoying. Turn. It's gross. It wastes time. And Wait, then I have to have this point. weird metal thing under my counter. And How I just don't like it. How much time are you taking to scrape your tongue? It takes 10 seconds. I know, but I want that 10 seconds of my life back. 
One, two, three. So your tongue, if you have a white coating, that's bacteria, it's another biofilm. And so that bacteria covers up your taste buds. If you scrape that off and keep that bacteria at bay, uh, your food is going to taste better and your breath is going to be better as well. It really is. And when you swallow, now think about this. So everything that's inside your mouth, you swallow. Except when you spit it out, if you breathe something in, put something in your mouth, you swallow everything. You salivate all day long and you don't even know it. Every piece of food you eat takes in anything down in your digestion. So it passes over your tongue every single time. And if it's icky bacteria, you're feeding and seeding your gut with whatever's landed on your tongue. Do you know, here, this is a question. I wonder if you know the answer. Do you know why after brushing your teeth with, I call it toxipaste, something old school off the shelf causes your taste buds or the taste, like if you drink coffee or you drink um, orange juice, it's got that weird taste to it. Do you yeah, know metallic, why? nasty taste. Uh-huh. Do you know why? Um, not certainly. I would imagine that you've overstimulated the artificial sweeteners. These ones are really bad. So you're overstimulating the taste buds there. And even if you just have uh, aspartame or even saccharin, everything tastes bad afterwards. So I think that's a part of it, but there's probably some other stuff. So the, the science, I love this. This is where I geek out. So the... SLS primarily, but the harsh ingredients in mouthwash and in toothpaste removes the phospholipid layer on your tongue. And the phospholipid layer is what keeps your taste buds more neutral. And it takes about five to 10 minutes to rebuild that level, that layer. Whereas brushing with something that's alkaline without those, like my dirty mouth tooth powder, you can brush your teeth and you can then drink your coffee and it doesn't taste any different because we haven't disrupted the phospholipid layer of your tongue. Yep. Phospholipids matter on your skin too. That's why you don't want to use any of the topical stuff. And all of your topical things um, that you make are free of the bad stuff like that. And guys, if you think back to the episode we did about... Oh, geez, this was at least a year and a half ago about the end of food allergy uh, with the Stanford researcher um, who wrote a book by the name. She talked so much about how some food allergies are caused by disruption of phospholipids on the skin. And then if you're rubbing eggs all over your skin, you can actually become allergic to eggs just that way. Well, you have a different kind of skin that's more sensitive on your mouth. So if your toothpaste is disrupting the membrane, you're doing all sorts of bad things to you, which is why for... 20 years now, I have not touched the toxipastes, the things that they give you for free in hotels and all that. It's actually better. You're going to hate me for this one too. I have, when I didn't have toothpaste, I will brush my teeth with soap. Like like the normal soap you would, that's way better than the crap that's in the toothpaste. But I have a better one. If you forget your toothpaste, call the hotel and ask them to bring you baking soda. Smart. They have baking soda they'll, they'll just bring you? I've never tried that. Most hotels that you're staying at have a kitchen, right? They have, yeah. yeah, so they'll have baking soda. So you just ask them for a teaspoon of baking soda sent up to your room. So baking soda is great to brush your teeth with because it's alkaline. So it's not going to destroy your good bacteria. It's, it's going to clean your teeth. 
What it won't do long term, which is why you don't want to use baking soda or charcoal by themselves long term, is they don't have the minerals in them. But I've told a lot of my customers, when you forget something, when you're packed and you're somewhere, don't go buy toxic paste. Don't brush with soap. <laughs> Just call down and get some baking soda or go get baking soda at the closest. Or salt even, right? Salt. Uh, yes. Same okay. thing. Salt. Himalayan salt is also good and it will have some of the minerals in it for your teeth. So yes, that's another alternative. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Um, so that that's actually really, really good advice there. All right. Let's talk about the recipe for healing a cavity. And I want to compare your recipe to my recipe. You go first and then I'll add any ingredients and you can shoot them down or not shoot them down. So um, rebuilding enamel and healing cavities. What do you do? All right. How much detail do I go into? Okay. There's about 10 steps to healing a cavity. I'm going to try and narrow it down. So the formula for a cavity, if I make it super simple, the formula, my formula for a cavity is bad bacteria plus sugar equals lactic acid. Because really what a cavity is, is acid, no matter where it's from, whether it's from food, it's from bacteria, it's from drink, from anything acid wears away the enamel on your tooth. And if it's worn down in one spot, it's a cavity. If it's worn down everywhere, uh, you end up with sensitive spots. So to reverse a cavity, you have to get rid of the bad bacteria and the acid. And by do the way to do that is to stop using the bad stuff that's causing that in the first place eat healthier food. So cut down on the sugars, especially the artificial sugars. Fruits are better. You know, of course they still have some sugar in it, which is why I always say you can't eliminate sugar altogether. But if you get rid of the bad bacteria or at least keep it in balance in check, there won't be that lactic acid buildup and your saliva will then be able to function 24 seven. Cause let's face it. We brush our teeth twice a day for two minutes. That's not that's not even the best way to protect yourself against cavities. The best way to protect yourself against cavities is to allow your saliva to function the way it's supposed to, to neutralize the acids in your mouth, which if you're eating right and have the right bacteria, it should be able to neutralize it when you do have your coffee or you do drink your, your wine or eat your red meat. And then it will also have the minerals in it to remineralize your teeth. If you're brushing with the right products, they will be alkaline by nature. The best way to know if your product is alkaline is baking soda as far as a natural ingredient goes. Baking soda is a signal to you that the product you're using is alkaline. It needs to have minerals in it. Clay is one of my favorite. I use a blend of three clays in mine. Clay is not just calcium and phosphorus. So clay has manganese and silica and all sorts of things, not just for your teeth, but for your gums. French green clay is in mine. I love it because it has the phytonutrients from LJ and other plants as well as dead animals in it. Did you say there's dead animals? Way oh, to sell fish. Primal Life. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Like you need those nutrients. <laughs> what do you mean they're there's dead animals your, in there? They're great for your bones. Your audience loves this. They're like, yes. Bring but out the but dead where animals. are the dead animals coming from? From French green clay. It's from the sea. So, uh, so it's basically like microscopic sea life you're talking about. Right. The micro- okay. 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 I, I was picturing think. mammoths or something. I'm like, wow, that's expensive clay. No. So it's got, you know, algae and um, from sea life. So, and it's anti-inflammatory and it's analgesic. So 
French green clay is going to reduce inflammation in your gum tissue. And if there's any pain or anything going on, it can help reduce that pain as well. So also hydroxyapatite is another big buzzword in dental. We are going to be adding that to our tooth powder formula very soon. Um, it's not going to be a new formula. We're going to take what we have, our formula now, and be adding hydroxyapatite. I like it that you continuously evolve. Um, there many, many, many years ago, uh, I started using hydroxyapatite. I used it for maybe a year before, like there was a study or something, because I was having real problems with yellow teeth and receding gums and bleeding gums and all that kind of stuff. And it maybe it worked or something. But your recipe is all the topical and oral and mouth stuff you can do. Uh, I think to have really healthy gums uh, and for regrowing enamel, you also have to address omega-6 in the diet. You've got to cut these seed oils. It's been a core part of the Bulletproof diet for 10 years. And, you know, lectins are a part of it. If if they trigger autoimmunity for you, then well, don't do those because you have bleeding gums every time you eat bell peppers. If that's what they cause, either they do or they don't. Even if you like them, it doesn't matter. So you got to look at that, that like systemic inflammatory stuff. But when you're looking at whitening and healing enamel specifically, you got to get to the other primary bulletproof ingredient, which is grass-fed butter. And there's a factor in it um, that was called the X factor by Weston A. Price that is almost certainly vitamin K2. And there's MK7 and MK4 are the two types uh, of it. And I think a mix of those two is most likely beneficial. K1... I could kind of take it or leave it, which is why you should have kale because it's K1. Well, yeah, K2 is where it's at, which comes from fermented products and it can be made in your gut. So if you want to heal cavities, cut out your seed oils and all that kind of crap. Um, cut out other inflammatory things in your diet. Make sure you're getting enough vitamin K2 and probably vitamin D. And then you might need some boron and uh, some silica and other things like that. But if you're doing that and you're doing the topical stuff you just talked about, all the primal life things, especially the clay, uh, I think, and especially just uh, alkalizing uh, after a meal, uh, I think you can really do things that, that would be incredible. Oh, and I forgot one other thing for my recipe. And I want you to like blow holes in all this, by the way, um, if, if you can. And that is um, ozonated olive oil um, for extreme cases, um, orally or with cavities could be worth doing. And then there are probiotics that might be worth doing as well. All right. That's kind of my complete list. So if you're dealing with, I don't want to get mercury fillings or any other fillings for that matter. Well, it's kind of a lot you could do. Maybe you have to do all of it, but I right, poke holes in it. What am I doing wrong? I'm not poking holes in any of it because it's, that's no, I'm sorry. It's all, that's totally true. The wrong. diet aspect. You want me to poke holes in it? I want to be wrong. No one ever pokes holes in my stuff. Come on. Except for like those calorie people, but they're all angry. So I don't, I don't listen to them. The only thing I will say is when you're supplementing and you're taking supplements, if your gut isn't healthy, you're not absorbing it. Chances are good that you won't be absorbing it. And then your saliva will be weaker because your saliva pulls from your bloodstream. Like it's, if that's, this is why women that have babies end up with a cavity after the baby's born because their saliva gets depleted because baby's pulling most, a lot of the minerals from their uh, body to create their own bones and teeth. But what you mentioned, all of those supplements are extremely important when you're wanting to, well, anytime, even if you don't have a cavity and you don't have gum disease, it's preventative. So let's not worry about 
healing them if we don't have them. Let's just prevent them to begin with. And all of those things are extremely important. But like we talked about at the very beginning, oral biome, gut biome, and if you've got to make sure that your gut is healthy, because if you're not absorbing the supplements that you're taking, especially when they're capsulated, you're not, you know, if you put something in your mouth and you put it on your gums, you absorb it very quickly. But if you swallow a pill, there's a possibility that you're not absorbing everything that you could be absorbing and you're eliminating it more than you're absorbing it. So if you're still having a lot of issues, health issues, and you're taking a lot of supplements, definitely double check your digestive health because that's where that disconnect could be coming from. I think that that is, uh, that's such a comprehensive list uh, between everything we've done here that anyone who's saying, I'm looking at getting your 10 holes drilled in my mouth, you might want to look at all this stuff. I know for a fact that you can reverse uh, cavities and I've seen it done. I've seen it done to my kids. It's not to say that one of my kids doesn't have a filling or two. And I'm like, maybe you should tape your mouth, <laughs> which is the other thing we didn't mention. If you don't want to get cavities, taping your mouth at night when you're asleep so you don't have air in there seems like a good idea, right? Um, have you ever thought of making a nighttime mouth guard that's like fully insertable that keeps you from grinding and just give you red and light all night long? I was told by one of my board members to stop making products. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy. Um, no, I actually have thought about that. I have thought about making um, a mouth guard or something that you can wear at night that will help with with dental health. Got it. And and guys, what Trina's talking about there, I'm on the board of directors of Primal Life Organics. And that sounds all big and, you know, ooh. Um, the way it works on a board of directors, usually meet two to four, sometimes six times a year with the executive team. And you look at how the company's doing. And then you provide wisdom and feedback uh, for the executives. And I know because Trina's like me, she's a hacker. She wants to make the latest cool stuff. Um, when I was involved with Bulletproof, uh, back when I was running things there, uh, there was a time when I sat down in my board of directors, um, different people than are on the board today. They said, Dave, um, you have so many products, it's going to break your company. And I, and I couldn't hear them say it. Literally, I didn't hear them. Because you'll filter out reality that you don't want to be true. And it took him telling me like 10 times um, because one of my board members in particular who I miss um, would just kept saying that. And finally, I'm like, oh, okay, um, I guess we'll kill 200 products. Did you guys ever know there was more than 200 products in Bulletproof? Yeah, there was. Um, and he said, Dave, we've been telling you for six months. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? It literally was like that. So guys, I had this conversation exactly with what I'm sharing with all of you, if you're entrepreneurs or whatever, with Trina, because for six months, I've been telling her, you need to not put all of your attention into new products because that's the most fun. You've got to be able to take the amazing stuff you have and then actually do the hard work of telling people why they matter. So that's the work I do as an advisor and as a board member, because look, if you make the most amazing thing ever and no one ever uses it, you didn't succeed. Like making it doesn't matter. And I know hundreds of crazy inventors who have never succeeded because no one ever used their crazy inventions that could change the world. So part of what I do is I curate and I find the good stuff and bring it out there. And so I know the product line and I know Trina's motivations and work very well because we have that kind of relationship. Now, um, I'm seeing some questions from the Upgrade Collective. You want to take a couple of live questions? Absolutely. Can I mention one more thing about receding gums that people oh, don't heck think yeah. about? So when I talked about 
brushing too hard. There have been studies that have been done between a manual toothbrush and um, like a sonic toothbrush. And what the studies have shown is that a sonic toothbrush busts up plaque a little bit better because of that sonic vibration, but also reduces the pressure that someone's putting on their gums. So they brush less hard. So it's a softer brush and the vibration, if it's the right vibration or frequency can stimulate blood flow. Just like I was talking about massaging too hard. Sometimes the sonic vibrations are too fast, too hard and may do more internal damage than actually spark the increased blood flow. We are coming out with our own, uh, and it's really cool because it's biodegradable bamboo toothbrush that is set at a frequency that is more in line with healing gums. There's a bunch of settings on it. I have um, one here. These will be available very soon. So this um, is an electric it, bamboo toothbrush, which is It's an cool. electric bamboo. The So yes, it's really cool because where's my one that I have open? The brush head itself is what is biodegradable. Let me pull one out so I can show you. The brush head itself is biodegradable. Of course, this has to be in a plastic casing because it has to be waterproof, but it has a bunch of settings for cleaning, whitening, and gum sensitivity or gum health. But it's the actual brush head that is bamboo. The bristles are biodegradable, infused with charcoal. And then the inner casing is what holds the brush onto the spike. And that is made with cornstarch. So you can literally throw the toothbrush in the compost and it's going to degrade over time faster than the plastic brush heads that come with most um, toothbrushes. So brushing with something sonic. So if you're not brushing, if you're doing a manual toothbrush, I still like manual toothbrushes. Um, and sometimes I still brush with my manual one in the morning, but I love brushing with the Sonic at night just because it does a little bit deeper of a clean and it does more of a massage with that vibration of the gums. And that will spark regeneration um, simply by increasing blood flow and that massage effect of it. I actually have uh, 13 different toothbrushes, each with slightly different action for a manual. You really use a manual and an electric. All right. You're a nerd. Sorry, you just use your electric and just not turn it on, and then it's a manual. Why didn't I think of that? You're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> but maybe your manual has some kind of like paddles or something. I, I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's kind of scary. New. I haven't even thought of that yet. <laughs> I mean, I just love the sonic you, vibration. It's so soft. You sent me one. It's it's cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's just fun. But I didn't even think about it because I just like using the manual or the vibration. <laughs> anyway, that's just the lazy me doing the lazy me thing. All right. Now, uh, there are a few people here in line. I think I want Ski. You had a really interesting question. You want to go? Uh, thanks for having uh, me on for a question. Uh, Trina, last episode, I think you mentioned we started to get into the, the realm of connecting the meridians to the individual teeth and how that's very important for uh, overall health. Uh, recently, we also heard about the kind of some of the dangers of uh, root canals. So if somebody's facing these inevitabilities where the, the doc, their dentist is saying the tooth has to come out or we've got to do something, you know, with this in, in terms of a root canal, what are the alternatives? That's a great question. I would say that just like any other medical opinion, you can go to another 
dentist and get another opinion, but I would make sure that it is either a biological, I would prefer a biological dentist over a holistic, but if there's no one near you or close enough in it, honestly, it's worth the travel of an hour or two to a biological dentist if that's the if that's what you're facing. I would say get a second and even a third opinion if you think, because once you sever that connection, it's it it's gone forever. And I've heard from a lot of biological dentists that they can save a tooth even, you know, when it's being, when they're being told that it has to either be pulled or a root canal. So I would just say, make sure that you get a second opinion from someone who is either a biological preferably or a holistic dentist. I don't know if Dave has anything to offer. Most of those dentists have ozone and lasers, medical lasers, uh, that can do ridiculous things to shrink an inflamed nerve and to sterilize it. So yes, I would say keep keep asking uh, and all of that. All right, uh, Patricia, you had a, a question here because I think you're getting you're having problems knowing where to start. You want to hop on real quick? I'm fully embracing this. Um, I'm looking at your website and seeing all your products. What would be the ideal package for us to get going? And it can be comprehensive, but. It'll look like this. The detox kit. I, yeah. Now this doesn't have the, the red light on it. And I know Dave has, you have links that you can give everybody yeah. um, for that stuff. I think if you guys made a special davesdentalkit.com. Wow. I yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys have the links. Yeah. Where they'll actually get a better price too. But the dental detox kit is where you would start. That's going to have everything that you need for a 60 day window for brushing your teeth, your tongue scraper. Um, and it's even got a, a de- detoxing deodorant because for me, uh, the next dirtiest place is your armpits. And I, I really want to help you clean those up. So I throw that in um, the kit as well. And then the LED teeth whitener, you can also, that's the other item that I would suggest if that's where you're going and you want to upscale or upgrade it, your dental health. Which is dirtier, the mouth or the armpits? It depends. Who are we talking about? You or me? <laughs> me. <laughs> now you have to I answer it. <laughs> you don't I'll have to answer that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I shower, but I'm not going to be licking my own armpits because I've been working on that yoga pose, but I don't have it quite down. All right. Let's go to our, our next question here, uh, who I believe is Alan. Alan, what do you have to say? So, quick question here. So, I have a monthly subscription to uh, your tooth powder and the toothbrush. So my question is on tartar and, ha- and how to battle that. Cause I'm on manual toothbrush, obviously yours at this point. And I'm just wondering what else do I have to do specifically? Cause it's, uh, I tend to point it out. It's actually more of an issue nowadays with me than it before. If I'm making any sense here. Tartar, I, I couldn't hear very well. It's still having tartar buildup or plaque buildup. Exactly, uh, tartar buildup specifically, because I'm on your, okay. I, I do have your brush and your tooth powder. That's all I'm saying is for tartar buildup. Okay. Are you using any other brands besides mine for like mouthwash or anything like that? No. Okay, good to know. Because when people do that, it can damage, cause the damage. What about... Um, what what about your diet? Like, do, are you taking the supplements that Dave mentioned? Yes, bulletproof diet, actually. Okay, perfect. Um, 
the I, I would suggest the red light and blue light if you don't have that. That's probably going to be the next thing that I would suggest because it's going to go into the gut. It's going to actually penetrate the gum tissue and it would be like a 20, 15 minute treatment. So that's what that's what I would recommend after that. And some people are a little bit more prone uh, to plaque and, and build up. Is it hard plaque or is it soft? I'd say it's soft. Okay. So that's actually not bad. That's okay. A little bit of buildup every day is still normal because you do encounter the bacteria and you do encounter sugar and acid. So if it's soft, that's good. Flossing and everything you're doing is amazing. Keep doing that. The other, this is a hack. The other thing that, um, what I like to tell people is when you, at nighttime, especially, but during the day too, if you take your finger and just dip it in the toothbrush and then place the powder along the gum line because it's it's alkaline and with the clay it can actually help reduce the amount of plaque but even so a little bit of not hard plaque but that soft plaque is still going to build up a little bit just because of diet and um the bacteria and sugars but you all you do is put this and just place it on your, your gums right at the gum line. Thank, thanks, Alan. Tracy, what do you have? Thanks for taking my question. So I had a question about your red light device and how it, how it works differently than using a full body device, say like a Juve, if you're using that. Well, the science behind it is basically the same because it's going to work to increase collagen, blood flow, and um, reduce the inflammation. But you can't put a Juve light in your mouth the way you can put uh, the mouthpiece. So this is designed with 16 l- red lights and 16 blue lights. So 32 lights that when you put this in your mouth, I won't be able to talk. You can kind of see how the red light then is going all the way around inside your mouth. So the science is the same. It's just the device is made for your mouth. Before I made these, I would take a you know a small red light device and try and shine it in there but it's only in one area. You're not actually getting it. So this is just made for your mouth. It, if you guys saw my talk at the conference, uh, Tracy, red light just doesn't penetrate very far. The farm for red does. So even like with the, the true light panels, uh, amber light, same thing. Uh, it, it doesn't go deeply like that. So you could put uh, an infrared light and that can help with circulation, but you don't get any of the red stuff. And it's not the infrared that's helping the teeth, it's the red. And it's just not going to be able to penetrate the way it needs to. So whole body nitric oxide levels will go up. Healthier nitric oxide will probably help your teeth a little bit, but it won't have the effects on local tissues. And it's it's if you don't you know necessarily believe that, you can put like a true light panel, try it over most sensitive regions. It's either like nipples or um, the uh, reproductive organs in men or women. You totally feel that difference. Right. So there, it's it's local and systemic and you're just going to feel a systemic thing. You go to upgrade labs. We have a, a whole body, very intense clinical grade thing. And if you lick a, a strip that tests your levels of nitric oxide, it'll actually turn pink over a 20 to 40 minute session. You're not going to get that from for the primal life organics thing on your teeth. You're going to get the local effect that you can't get even with the clinical thing because you can't get the red light in your mouth. And the red light, and I don't know the uh, nanometers for skin because that's not my thing with the skin, but then 
they might be different for skin and gum tissue. So ours is set. The red light is actually set and the blue light is set at the right nanometers for gum and um, dental health. Nice. We have time for one more quick question. Diane, you want to, you want to go? Yes. Thank you so much. Um, so a couple of really fast questions because I know we're at the end. My knee implant was, is repeatedly getting infected and thankfully I've gone seven months now, but the last time it was by a strep, strep gordani. It's a spe- specifically found in the mouth and gut, right? So I'm wondering if any of our products will help battle that. Um, I, you know, I'm afraid to floss my teeth now for fear there's any blood and then bacteria gets in and it goes right to my implant. I, they it definitely can help the tooth powder, the gum serum. So any of the bacteria, most of the bad bacteria inside the mouth, like we talked about, is um, has the porphyrin has, you know, it is alkaline or acidic by nature. So changing the, in the products that you're using can definitely help. One of the things that I usually, um, suggest to people, especially that have issues with their gums and especially between the gums, this is my dental floss. You can do this with, um, floss, um, but you don't want to do this with something that's toxic or harsh, but with my gum serum, it comes in a dropper. You drop a drop on your finger. And then if you put your floss right through it and add the gum serum right to your floss, as you're flossing between your teeth, here's my little guy, when you're flossing between your teeth and getting down into your gums, what you want to do is create a C. So, I, you know, you really should still be flossing because that bacteria will just continue to, to it's going to continue to grow and get worse. So by not doing it, you can be causing more harm and actually cause a biofilm to be created. So what you really want to do is continue to floss, but you've got to floss the right way and you want to floss with the right thing, putting the oil on. But when you put this between the teeth, you want to kind of rock it and also create like a C. You don't really want to um, do it super hard. If you have a little bit of blood, that's probably okay because you're cleaning it out. You want to do the cleaning over time. And especially if you're changing what you're brushing with and even adding the red light therapy, that bleeding and inflammation should reduce. It's the bacteria that's probably causing the problems in the first place. And if you don't do something to stop the bacteria and get rid of it, it may not, um, it may not heal correctly or heal at all. I love that answer. Thank you. Uh, And uh, Diane, I would do everything that you just heard from Trina, uh, and their stuff really, really does work. Uh, like I said, I'm on the board of directors. That means I get they keep sending it to me, and I keep using it, and I like my mouth. There's also episode 808 with Professor John Tag, who has a specific strain of um, probiotic that knocks down strep. And I would consider, given that you had that going on, consider adding that uh, to the protocol after you've done everything that uh, Trina just mentioned, especially before you go to bed, you're like, let's make sure the good bacteria that fight off bad infections for you would be the right thing to do. Well, Trina, thank you for your third information-packed episode, our resident tooth expert and now spit expert and uh, tongue expert. I don't know, what do, what do you call that? I'm not going to call you an oral expert because that would just go down the wrong way. Yeah. Did you see what I just did there? I hope you didn't because I didn't do that on purpose until after I said it. And now I'm apologizing. There's a lot of great, great things. I'm apologizing to our entire audience. Truly, that was not planned. (laughs) Now, on that amazing note, (laughs) Trina, I always appreciate uh, your sense of humor and just your incredible nerdiness 
uh, about teeth and oral health. Um, I search out people who are just obsessed with certain things because they become great experts on it. And they're experts at actually doing it. And sometimes they're professors and academics. And quite often they're biohackers are saying, you know, okay, you have a, a background, uh, you have an education and stuff, but you just got into this and, and you looked at how do I change it? So there's a thing you can find out about people. Who are the people who just know all there is to know about this thing? And if they don't know, they know who to ask. And you're that for oral health. So thank you for that. Thanks for all the stuff you're making at Primal Life. And you had a couple of URLs for listeners. I always ask people to provide a discount and add some leverage because I'm on your board. So you you made a URL, which makes me feel special. Davesdentalkit.com uh, for the dental detox that has most of what you talked about. And you have the LED teeth whitener, naturaltheathwhiteners.com slash Dave. So people get a deal on that. And by the way, you can, through both of those, you can get the LED and, and you should be able to also, if you want the toothbrush, that's the only way right now that we're allowing it special for Dave. So if you are interested in the toothbrush, you can actually order it through one of those links as well. Cool. So you guys get special access to something that doesn't pollute the oceans with uh, non-biodegradable bristles, which is cool. I will see you again probably in another six months or whenever it's time to do another oral episode. Thanks, Trina. Thanks, Primal Life Organics, uh, for this episode. Thanks, Dave. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.